bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. That's exactly how I feel. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. So, I'm confused. And maybe you can help me. I'm trying to figure out what exactly it is that I'm missing I'm trying to figure out what exactly is it that has people doing things in such a haphazard way. So if you listen to the news, a Wisconsin judge rejected an attempt backed by liberals to allow absentee ballots containing an incomplete witness address to be counted, saying that would disrupt the status quo and cause confusion among voting underway unless, oh, let, me, let me get it right. That, that's, it, it just has me that much upset. Saying that it would disrupt the status quo and cause confusion with voting underway less than two weeks before the election day. The ruling Today was a win for the Republican-controlled Wisconsin legislature, which intervened in the lawsuit. The case 
focused on how much of the address of a witness needs to be included on an absentee ballot certificate in order for the ballot to be counted. Legal Women Voters sought a ruling that an address can only be missed when the entire field is blank. So, why would you need... Now, before I go through my diatribe, let me, let, me, let me just say this up front. I understand there's some things I talk about that are liberal. There's some things I talk about that are conservative. And then there's some things that just make sense to me. So whether or not you perceive them to be liberal or not liberal, conservative or not conservative, it's not my issue. It's yours. Whoever did something part of the way and wanted accepted. Like, I don't understand that. Do we let people do their social security number part, part, part of the way? Can you sign up for something and give part of your address and get it delivered? Can a person be your play sister and still be family? No. So why would you let somebody put a partial address on, just scribble anything, and then just let it go in and be counted to vote? Follow the rules. It's not that hard. If you're taking the time to witness someone voting, I would think that you would take the time to write your address out clearly. My mind goes to, are you faking? Are you just putting it in and it actually wasn't witnessed? I don't know. But the fact that you can ask that question means that you need to put your address in. We need to start being reasonable about some things. Now, taking your ballot and and let me explain Tuesday in person early voting opened up. I think if you go to the library or anywhere where there's a registered legal poll worker there, you should be able to fill out your ballot and turn it in as long as you fill it out there and they're the witness. I have no problem with that. But if you can just take an envelope, fill it out, say you're who you are, scratch it out and then witness it with no address on it. How do we ever find you if something's wrong? How do we ever find you if someone says, I didn't, I didn't do that. Who did that? And then someone can come behind and look up who the witness is and at least start at the address, even if it's a fake address. The fact that the League of Women Voters said you should be able to, if you write anything on a line, it counts. Are you kidding me? Have we dropped that low in expectation and voting? Or do you want every vote to count and you can just stack the box with whoever you want to win? Because the problem with that is that you're opening it up for Republicans to stack the deck and just pile in whatever they want.
whoever they want. And then pretend like, hey, you got to count it. It counts. Dead grandmothers, sick cousins, hospitalized sisters and brothers. Like, well, where does it end? Where does it end? I don't understand that because if it's absentee, it needs to come from you. But we have to verify that it's absentee. That's why the law says you have to request it. We don't just send you a ballot because anybody can intercept that ballot, pretend that they're you, send it back in, and you will have thought you'll show up on election day to vote and they'll tell you you already voted. Because they update them and they bring them to the polling site so they know who already voted. That's why there's a gap between the end of voting early in person and the actual election day. So they can determine who voted, remove their names or or show that they've already voted. So if somebody shows up and tends to be them or if you show up and have an ID card. And it's actually you and you didn't vote. They know somebody took your vote. Now, the issue with that is they if I if I believe I have it correctly, they issue a provisional ballot. How exactly are you going to figure out whether or not the provisional ballot is right? Because usually there's so many votes. That those provisional ballots aren't going to put a dent in the number of votes that the person won by. We can only hope. But once again. Here we are, election day, and people are trying to do things on both sides to stop the vote, to rig the vote. Hillary Clinton's already saying if Republicans win, they stole it. How? Republicans are already saying if Democrats win, they stole it. How? But we have to make sure that we have a system that's fair, that's equitable, and does not give anybody an upper chance to win. That it has to be fair and it has to be equitable. Otherwise, you know, I've decided. I have decided. If this election has as much garbage in it as the last one had. I've made a decision. I quit. And that is Dr. Ken's truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. You know, somebody sent me a text and said, how do homeless people vote? Is 
It's like I hear something, but I don't know where it's coming from. That's weird. Uh, okay, got it. Now, what that shows is that you can call City Hall and wait 17 minutes and they still didn't come. So I set the phone down and then it's, the music came through and, and they still like, yeah, okay. All right. So I was trying to answer the question, how do homeless people vote if they want to vote? Can they vote? I wonder. If you know, 833-212-1017 is the number. I'm, I'm, I'm really like, yeah, how do they vote? Like, how do homeless people vote if they want to vote? What if I'm homeless and I don't want to have a house? I want to be on the street, but I want to vote. How do I vote? Is there a homeless designation that I can give to the city so that I can have a, I don't know, 200 West Wells City Hall and vote? I wonder. But since I got this big old computer in front of me, I can ask Google how. Say what? I know you got to be registered of, of with a required physical address. But what if I don't have a valid physical address and I'm homeless? I don't care if a mailing address is required. What I say, I'm changing the rule. <laughs> DZ said uh, a mailing address is required. Like, what are you, an idiot? You're a dummy. What are you doing? And you need an ID. They probably have an ID. They're a veteran or they're homeless and have an ID card from the state the county, the city. So that's not an issue. The issue is the address on it. That's what I'm wondering. Or maybe we just take away their right to vote. Wisconsin Election Commission says, Wisconsin's election law embodies a commitment to facilitate voting required for all... Oh, so let, me, let me get this right. Wisconsin's election law embodies a commitment to facilitate voting for all qualified individuals, including those who happen to be experiencing homelessness at the time of the election. If you are unhoused, can't we just be homeless? Unhoused, we, we come up with pretty words for everything. I think if we shamed people more, they, they would actually get out of what they were doing wrong and actually do right. But now we, and no, I'm not saying homelessness is wrong. No, I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying that. Anyway, if you're unhoused, you may use a letter from a shelter. Ding. Come on, give me my ding. Give it. Give it. No, I don't get a ding. Wow. Or other organizations providing services to the unhoused as proof of the residents when registering to vote. The Wisconsin Election Commission has provided a sample letter at the link below. It is essential that all qualified Wisconsin electors be provided with the opportunity to help Choose the elected governmental representative who develop and implement policies that affect them. That I like. I like that. Homeless people should be able to vote. You would need an address from a shelter or an organization. Get this. That helps unhoused people. It can't, you can't go to the food bank, or can you? Do they help unhoused? Yeah, they do. Um, you would have to go somewhere where they help un unhoused people. 
use their address. And so there's a sample letter that you do it. And they also have information on a photo ID. So I think that's pretty cool. I think that is something that I didn't know. And now I know. So a valid ID or acceptable substitute must be provided when voting by absentee or at a polling place. Unless you are part of a group exempted by statute. Homeless individuals may designate a fixed location as a residence for voting purposes. If it is an identifiable location in the state, which would conceivably serve as a temporary residence, this location may be a homeless shelter, a park bench, or other location where a homeless individual may spend time or return to on a regular basis. So it's, it's different, but it's not. Homeless voters, they have to have an established residence. And so that's one of those things that, that we have to start looking at. You can't use a P.O. box. And the shelter has to have an acceptable residence. You know, it, it, you can use a shelter, notwithstanding any restriction in the shelter's rules prohibiting the use of their address. So if the, if the shelter says, no, you can't use my address, you can't use it. What are your thoughts? 833-212-1017. Should it be easier to vote? Should it be less easier to vote? I mean, we're like, what, less than two weeks away from the election? It's coming up. I still remember, you know, oh, my gosh, if something happens or someone gets in office and we don't want them, you know, I think someone may turn into a pumpkin. I'm still waiting. Trump came and went. Nobody turned into a pumpkin. Obama came and went. Nobody turned into a pumpkin. If you could hear the vitriol I had to listen to when Obama became president. So the second time he got inaugurated, we went to the inauguration. And when we went to the inauguration, I had people at work, because I remember at the time I worked at District 1, the late shift. And I had a few of the supervisors there, my peers, I can't believe you're going to the inauguration. And I looked at him and said, well, just because you didn't vote for him doesn't mean I'm not going to support him. He's president. Like, what are you, an idiot? Some things ought to be left in the realm of what it is. Whether you like the person or not, whether you agree with the person or not, respect the office. I have issues with some things Mayor Johnson has said. But I respect him and I respect the office. That's what it comes down to. That is what you have to do. A discussion about what you like about what a person does or doesn't do as a politician has absolutely nothing to do with him being a husband and a family man, father to his children, taking care of his family. Those are phenomenal things. Don't let politics cloud. Well, I don't like him because I don't like what he did or said. or So I don't like him, his family. No. You can disagree and not be disagreeable. And we have to remember that those are the types of things that we have to actually do in order to make it. Because as it gets closer to the race, and I start looking at some of these commercials that are just completely and totally stupid. For instance, 
Ron Johnson keeps showing off his house. Dude, if people got issues with money, why you keep showing us the inside of your house with the big fireplace and the, like, w- w- what is that? And when I see Mandela Barnes, Lieutenant Governor, why do you keep telling us that your father worked overnights? Like, what is that about? Like, I don't know what that means. My mother was a teacher. My father worked nights. Okay. I don't know what that means. And the whole peanut butter and jelly thing, I'm not going to even touch that. I'm going to just stay off it. Because every time I talk to somebody, they mention it. Ron need to understand he he's actually the senator for the entire state, not just the north side of the state. You was, you was about to say something? Oh, you, you changed your mind. Oh, you was talking trash? <laughs> so you, you say Mandela Barnes probably don't even like peanut butter. Yeah. Hey, we'll do anything to get elected. We just won't do anything once we get in. We got a lot of those politicians around here. We got a lot of politicians around here. They get a lot of stuff, spend a lot of money, get elected, don't do nothing. And we're sitting here waiting. Like, okay, so what are we going to do? There are things that are going on. When we come back, this budget issue that's going on in the city, this 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 thing is is weird. It's it it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense because I think that Unfortunately, I might have to disagree, I might have to agree or disagree with parts of what Lakeisha Meyer said. But then rather than flip that, maybe next week I just need to get Lakeisha Meyer on the show. 833-212-1017 is the number. One call, that's all. One call, that's all is right now is your chance to be entered in to win the one call, that's all. 5K giveaway. If you win, if you're caller number three, you'll be eligible to win $5,000. Remember, be caller number three right now, 833-212-1017. Be entered in to win $5,000. Remember, if your loved one has ever been injured in an accident, call Gruber Law Offices now. One call, that's all. Be caller number three. Win this money. From the one call, that's all 5K giveaway. We'll be giving that away again, I think, at the end of December. Sometime like that at the end of the quarter. And then you will win, if you're the lucky one, $5,000. For official contest rules, visit 1017thetruth.com. Call now, 833-212-1017. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Oh, yeah. Round and round, round they go. I get around. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Want to say congratulations to Julius. He's our 5K qualifier on the new 1017 The Truth, sponsored by Gruber Law Offices. One call. That's all. So, that'll be coming up. Coming up, coming up, coming up. Hey, tune in to The Truth. With Sherwin Hughes on Friday, October 28th for his financial empowerment interview with Northwestern Mutual. They're a national leader in financial services. Every month, Sherwin and I will be speaking with a representative from Northwestern Mutual about investing, 
building generational wealth and how to best reach financial freedom. Tune in to The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on Friday, October 28th, 12 noon, as he speaks with Northwestern Mutual Financial Advisor Erica Wright, where she will provide some financial tips, strategies on how to reimagine your small business by following key financial strategies. 833-212-1017 is the number. So there's there's some couple things that are going on. So I'm trying to find out where's the information on the guy in the murder-suicide. Like the father of the girls that were killed in Heartland and the murder-suicide shares his grief. But where's the, where, where's, where's the information on the guy that actually did the shooting? Where's the guy, where's the information on the guy who destroyed the lives of five other people? I'm telling you, had the guy been black, we would have known every, we have known his shoe size, his shirt size. But for some reason, we're not hearing a lot about this guy. And I wonder why. I want to know why I keep looking at Daryl Brooks verdict over and over and over and over on every channel. Why? Why do we seem to demonize black Defendants. Why do we demonize black criminals, some of who deserve it, and not demonize white ones? That's what I want to know. 833-212-1017. Can anybody tell me that? Because I tried to ask it yesterday, but I don't I don't think people really like grasp until you actually see this. Over we have seen this every single day, top of the fold. Everything, it, it's all the bad things that happen. You know, I just think a guy that just walked past, I think it was John Norquist. Anyway, um, all the bad things that have happened, nothing. And speaking of bad things, 48th and Good Hope, how you split your car in half? Hitting a tree. How are three teens in critical condition? Three teens, says TMJ4.com, were taken to the hospital after a crash near 48th and Good Hope yesterday. Milwaukee police said the crash happened at 5.39 p.m. A 2018 Hyundai Elantra was traveling on West Good Hope at a high rate of speed when it crashed into the tree and literally split in half. All three of the, of the occupants were taken to the hospital. Uh, according to the police, one of the occupants is 14 years old. The other two are 15. They're all in critical condition. The vehicle was stolen out of Wauwatosa, but the crash was not a result of a pursuit because that's what happens when a 14 or 15-year-old is driving a car and they have no idea how to do it. So, should these teens survive, what should happen to them? They stole a car, they crashed and destroyed the car, and then whoever was driving, are you ready? Whoever was driving injured the other two. Should the driver be charged 
with reckless injury. 833-212-1017. Should the driver in this car be charged? We keep saying we want crime to end. We keep saying we want it all to end, but then when the criminal is a black person, sometimes we back up and uh, we have a second, you know. Should whoever was driving, either a 14 or a 15-year-old, be tried, even as a juvenile, convicted, and pay a price? 833-212-1017. I'm interested in talking to someone about this because I know that kids do stupid things. They're kids. Talking text line, 88s and heartbreaks. Attila said, all three should be whipped by their parents. One blankety-blank teen was driving way too fast. Listening to drill music, that's how. How you know that? Like, how you know? <laughs> they break out the belts after they recover. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I, um, I think they need to have a trial. I think that the person that was driving too fast and hit the tree so hard that they split. Not, not granted, a, a, a Hyundai Elantra and exactly inexpensive. So, but but at least, I mean, come on. You split a car. And I'm still waiting on the Heartland killer to have an expose about him. Like, who's this guy? Where's where's uh, uh, um, 620 WTMJ News? Why aren't we doing an expose on this guy? Where's the breaking news center? Why aren't we doing an expose on this ridiculous guy? Talking text line, my mom was a teacher. My dad worked third shift. Sir, why is that a talking point? Why should I vote for you? <laughs> that was on the talking text line by 262309. I feel you. I, I just, I just like, why, why is that? A, like, I don't, I don't know. Who exactly are you appealing to by telling me your mother was a teacher and your dad worked third shift? Like, what is that? What does that tell me? 833-212-1017 is the number. Al from Sherman Park, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Oh, hey, how you doing? I'm good. Um, why, why do we pay more attention to certain crimes than others? Um, yes. I think it is that old TV adage, if it bleeds, it leads. And with the Daryl Brooks, he did run over a dancing granny. Now that, that, that's, that's kind of <laughs> I'm bad. sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. That that's a trip to hell in gasoline panties. Uh, I'm just saying. That's rich. Okay. Uh, now, I did go back and look up a crime because I heard it on a commercial. Um, that one about um, that woman who said her sister's head was found in a wood burning oven. Uh huh. I had to go look that up. I had to see who that was that he let out. I was like, nah, dude, you can't be letting out people killing their wives. Who was this? Borowski? Is this Judge Borowski? Uh, no, no, Evers Parole Commission. Ah, ah Evers Parole Commission. And yeah. Then, yeah, and then, yeah. The, and then he went 
and he let out that one that was sentenced, what, 80-some years for strangling and raping someone, and then got out and strangled and raped someone. He just got out in June, right? So now he's back in jail because he tried strangling and raping someone else. He just got out after 20-some years. Really? Yeah, go look it up. Mm-hmm. You can go to Wright, Wisconsin. Okay, let me ask. Black guy or white guy? Now, Moffitt was, I believe, black, which surprised me. And why? Then wait, wait, wait. That, why, would, why would it surprise you that somebody would actually put a criminal back in somebody else's neighborhood and not theirs? Well, this uh, the strangling part, the strangling and that that that's to me, and it, I know this sounds prejudicial, but that's not like a white crime. There's certain crimes that sound black and white, like the the one in what was it Hartford where he blew up the apartment with his family in it. Right. That sounded like a white crime. Well, he burned it. You up, know what I mean? And then, but that's after he had already shot them. I know, but that blowing up thing—that's so white. You haven't been around a lot of crime, have you? Do you see a lot of black people blowing stuff up? You haven't been around a lot of crime, have you? Everything is dependent on everything is dependent on situations and circumstances. So depending on what you have at your disposal is really what you're going to do about the crime, especially when you're emotional. Right. Like why you stab somebody with a hanker and actually kill them. Like how do you stab somebody with a hanger? Be mad enough. You'll get an ink pen and kill somebody. So <laughs> in the neck. Uh, yeah. Now, you are correct. There are some crimes that are indigenous to culture. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, like building bombs. I don't see a lot of black people building bombs. I just, mm, I yeah. don't. You got to go buy extra. Yeah. You got good. You got to plan that. You got to go buy extra stuff. Yep. Yep. You know. And then they're going to so catch anyway, you because as soon as you walk in black, they're going to think you're suspicious and then call the police. <laughs> All right. right. Thank you much. I appreciate you. All right. All right. We got more calls coming up. Talk and text line. Hey, you've been thinking about going back to school. Concordia University offers flexible schedules and online courses, including accelerated bachelor's degrees and several graduate degrees fully online, allowing you to work and work towards that degree while saving you both time and money. And Concordia professors teach from a Christian perspective. Imagine next year you could, I don't know, be like one year older or one year closer to your dreams. Find out now. Go to cuw.edu. Concordia University. Live Uncommon. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
Maybe that's the reason why they always mad. That's what I'm thinking. I'm just saying. Been passing. I know that's the reason why they always mad. And they always have. 833-212-1017 is the number. Black Conscience, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Not at yourself and good health to you, Doc. Same to you, sir. Hey, that other uh, caller had me kind of thinking, but yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to make a bomb because the first time we buy up two bags of fertilizer yep. and whatever else, that that clerk is going to know because they make bombs. Going to know now. Nah, what are you doing with this? And it's going to excuse me. You, but, excuse me. I think yeah, that a guy yeah, yeah, came yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah. earlier and he was buying some stuff. I think you should check. Here's his ID, his name, yeah, his credit yeah. card. His, yep. Yep. Yes. Now, was that my was was, was that my strange. fake white voice? Was that my fake white voice? Uh, you got to work on that. One. Okay, you thank work you. On that. All right, appreciate it. Uh, one thing I do say, and you know, I was kind of following it, but not really following it because I know what the verdict was going to be. I just, you know, was amazed how this guy was able to go in and pretty much just toy with them during this time because that's all he did. You know, pissed them off because they couldn't run up the bill like they wanted to. Um, but same thing that happened back during the uh, uh, protest. Um, but we didn't hear much about it. I don't know because it's a regional thing. Uh-huh. But the gentleman, the guy who ran over the uh, protesters with his car, you didn't hear, you know, you, you may have heard about the courts, uh, the, the, the process being started and the verdict afterwards. But there was no, at least that I know of, no day-to-day play out about his court case. We haven't heard about the girl from, what, Cedarburg or Grafton during the Black Lives thing where the girl fell out the car and got run over and died. I haven't heard about that case so, at all. So, it, you know, they pick and choose because it, it, it goes into their demonization of us African-Americans. Right. It, 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 it helps them paint that picture and keep us demonized. But when these same infractions happen, it's hush hush until you know someone. But it's always after the fact. Oh, a verdict was made for this this uh, injustice or whatever. Not injustice, but you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's a. I think it's just a, a tactic just to help to their narration of keeping us demonized. All right. Thank you much. I appreciate it. And and also because he went in, you know, they just, you know, he went in talking about he was going to represent himself. Oh, they really got a tickle out of that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As always. As always. All right. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. righteous, Milwaukee. All right. 833-212-1017. We're going to squeeze her in. Sandra, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Hi, Dr. Ken. Hi. How are you? I am fine. You're going to squeeze me in? How are you doing? I'm good. Okay, good, good. You know, I, I, I was trying to call yesterday, but I didn't know you had a guest. So I, I you know, I hung, hung up. So anyhow, um, now you were talking about uh, uh, the crime with uh, the guy setting the house on fire and suicide. Right. So, um, I was just going to say, um, now that happened in Hartland. And the first thing, as soon as it happened, they put it up. First, they didn't tell you exactly what happened. They just said it was a house on fire, whatever, whatever, and six people died or however many it was. But anyways, they had they put put it up on the map. But they had the biggest spot was Milwaukee. They had Milwaukee kind of red. 
on the news. I said, this didn't happen in Milwaukee. Why you got Milwaukee up there so red? So uh, they even demonize us that way. So when something happened in in a, a supposed to be elite area or better area, they always got to put how close it is to this city. And I, I kind of find that suspicious, too. But um, I was just thinking, now, you know, um, don't they sell those? I mean, don't. Isn't that a good like for a real estate broker to sell homes out that way and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. So I think because you don't want to put up any crime out here because I won't be able to sell these homes. Right. You know, make all this money I'm selling them for. And the new crime is is black. Every not every politician. I'm going to tell you, it's basically the uh, it's basically the right wing. They're saying it's crime, crime, crime. But the crime is black. That's a new, like a new code word for black. Is that that's what they're using? All the crime around the whole United States mm-hmm. is black. You know, and this is the code word. This they gotta all stay on code. And so they know what they're doing, and uh, we can't let it happen because I, I say it too. Um, I usually try to put it in a way, but I was seeing the same thing because I know we have crime uh, in the city here, but we're not having it fairly done. I mean, as uh, far as the uh, sentencing or whatever, whatever, because, uh, well, they make the laws up, you know, and so then. We're not conscious of the laws being made, and once you get into trouble, then you find out the laws are so strict and stringent that you can't get out of it, and you don't have money for a good lawyer. Good lawyer and stuff, you don't get a chance to get out of it. But um, I was just wondering, I said, oh, now this is a housing market. So they they going to be able to sell those houses. They get newsletters when they get crime. Uh, we don't get newsletters. We get blasted on the TV. That's true. All right. Thank you much. I appreciate it. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. 833-212-1017 is the number. What I'm going to do when we come back after the five o'clock before our top five at five, I am going to read about the case uh, that Sophie Carson wrote about from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel on June 9th of 2020. Friends were hanging out of SUV window headed to protest before fatal crash charges set. Passengers in a, in a SUV driven by a 22-year-old Cedarburg woman screamed for her to slow down as she barreled through a stop sign, collided with another car, killing one man and injuring others. We'll check and see what her outcome was. We'll see if her outcome is the same as some 14-year-old boys who just crashed their car on 48th and Good Hope. We'll see if her details, being from the suburbs, match what happens in the city of Milwaukee. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, and we'll be right back with the top five at five and more.